You're listening to the Art of Parenting podcast. I'm your host, Jeanne-Marie Penel. My intention is to share with you simple tips and tricks that will make a huge difference in your life, as well as giving you all the support and encouragement you deserve to enhance your parenting experience. I've created this safe place for us to explore the issues and concerns that matter to you bringing you clarity and solutions with Q&A sessions and inspirational conversations with world-renowned experts in a variety of fields. I've recently created a private community for us to continue these supportive and uplifting conversations. Click the Join the Art of Parenting Community Here button on this page, and I will see you there. I'm a firm believer that parenting was never meant to be done alone, and I'm here to debunk the general consensus that it has to be hard. A warm welcome to you, and thanks for tuning in. Hey there, Jeanne-Marie Penel, your host of The Art of Parenting. Hope everybody is doing well on this gorgeous day. At least it is gorgeous here in San Diego. I'm recording this in June of 2022, and last week I shared with you the fact that I was running a challenge, a discipline challenge, keep cool and carry on. And really the only reason why I called it a challenge is because I want to challenge those who live and work with uh, young humans, with children, to reconsider this concept of discipline. And that I think the outdated and antiquated discipline notion is that we need to have children that obey us and we need to punish them for them to do so and such. And that is gone. That is old school. We are in a new era where we know so much about emotional intelligence, about brain development, how capable our children are, and so on. And so I have been sharing since Monday, uh, tips, and I've been sharing three of them a day for those who signed up for the challenge. And then I've been going on my Instagram feed and sharing about them there as well. And so today I thought I would recap the first nine ones and I will uh, finish it off next week with the following ones. But I don't want to jump ahead because those who are on the challenge have only received the nine so far. So I will share with you today what I have been uh, sharing with them. And again, if you do want to sign up for the challenge, the link is in the show notes, but it's basically voilamontessori.com uh, forward slash keep cool. And that is the challenge. Keep cool, keep dash cool. So today I am going to go through the nine that I've already shared. And the first one was connect before correcting. And this one is really essential to really any type of communication. But especially if we are trying to guide our child into, you know, a a behavior that is more acceptable. And here is really why I say guidance is because our children are new to planet Earth, right? They're new to the customs, to our values, and it is up to us to guide them. And sometimes that can be challenging because 
we're unearthed, we don't have much patience, we've said it many times, and it seems like they just don't get it, and so on. So here I, you know, invite you first to connect to to yourself so that you can uh, stay calm and remember that your role is that of guiding them, guiding them towards self-discipline, because that is what self-discipline really is, is really us helping our children have that inner self-discipline. So connect before correcting is really first connecting with ourselves as to what are the emotions that we're feeling in the situation. And there's actually a wonderful chart that we used in positive discipline that I have that is really the what we call the belief behind the behavior. And it asks us to always identify first what we are feeling so that we can better know and understand what is the true message that our child is trying to tell us through their behavior. But here it's also this notion of connecting with the child, because sometimes when the child is having a meltdown or a tantrum, or what I call offline, is that they have uh, lost connection with their own brain, with their own emotional center. So it's important for us to help them connect back before we can engage in any type of, you know, correction or guidance. And never, ever try to correct a child when they are in the midst of having a meltdown or a tantrum. You just will get nowhere. It will just be way more frustrating. So wait until everybody has found a calm place, has calmed down, has taken some deep breath, and then you can correct or guide in a different situation. So hopefully that one makes sense. The next one is really practice kindness and firmness. And this is really the premise of positive discipline. Firmness and kindness, the, the really the balance between the two is very important. It is what we, um, what we know to be authoritative parenting, which is really that sweet spot of knowing that children need boundaries, need limits. A child with no boundaries or limits is just overwhelmed. There's there's too many decisions to be made, and they're brand new on the planet. They shouldn't know all of everything, right? So they need us. They look to us for those boundaries, that guidance. So we do have those firm limits, but we also uh, impose them or, or direct them or guide them with kindness, with loving kindness, because we respect the child uh, that is in front of us, the, the adult in the making, as I like to refer to children, because that truly is what they are, right? What we what we say and do today is going to, to create that um, future adult. So firmness and kindness is really the, the blending of the two. It's neither being that super strict parent uh, who's, who's, you know, what I would call more the authoritarian parent, the, the kind of the dictator that's always 
uh, telling them what to do and, and really has not much freedom. So it's really a lot of boundaries with no freedom. And it's not either that super permissive parent who um, who just lets go of anything and, you know, it's whatever. So there it's just way too much freedom with no boundaries whatsoever, and the child just gets overwhelmed. So here I'm inviting you to find that sweet spot where there is both kindness and firmness. The next one was to, the one that I shared also was to really um, decide what you will do ahead of time. And this, I think, is important when we are with young children or, or really with anybody, right? We, we kind of have to think ahead of time of what are our own boundaries and our own limits. But in the, in the sense of positive discipline, it's really this notion of letting the child know what you are going to do if this or that happens. So let me give you an example. And this is a beautiful example that Jane Nelson, um, the author of all the positive discipline books and uh, my mentor in in positive discipline, shares with us. And it's actually an exercise we do because when you do the positive discipline training, it's very experiential. So you actually get to act out all of these things. And basically, it is um, a parent who is going to get in a car with two children, and she just lets them know, uh, and I say she because I'm putting myself um, in her shoes, but really anybody, uh, that she, she really lets her children know, you know, I've noticed that when we get in the car, the two of you are in the back seat and you start bickering and fighting and and it gets really loud and really it makes me uncomfortable it makes me really nervous and it's just not safe to be driving this way so what i'm going to do is if you start bickering and and you know talking loud and screaming i'm just going to p- pull over to the side of the road and get my book out and and just read and wait until you're done and i'll i'll wait for you to tell me that you know we can get on with with where we're going so a little caveat here, you know, do do plan ahead if you're if you're going to do this. Um, have a little bit more time <laughs> so that you can pull us on the side of the road or or you know exit the freeway wherever you are. And this can be you know any type of situation, but it's just what I'm saying is that you need to to decide what seems most appropriate that you can do, and really share it with your child and follow through. So here we're in the car, we've got the children in the backseat and they do start bickering and they do start fighting and they get loud. So here we're not going to remind them and look back and turn around and, you know, possibly cause an accident. No, we're just going to keep calm. We're going to pull over to the side of the road, get our book or our magazine out and just wait. So we're not reminding them of what we told them we were going to do. We just do it. And you will be amazed if like, they will be in shock and they will go, okay, yes, we're ready to go. Yes, um, you know, we can go now. <laughs> it works at every time because you've let them know ahead of time of what you're going to do and you follow through on it. So hopefully that one helps. The next one is this idea of 
letting the children know what they can do, being in the yes. And this is true for both the environment that we create for our children and the way that we let them know what they can do. If you're honest, we are often telling our children no. We're often telling our children what they cannot do. And here I'm inviting you to reword that and to think about what it is that they can do in a situation. So that if you, you know, if they are maybe some, throwing something that is inappropriate, is let them know what they can throw. Uh, or if, um, you know, they are running, let them know that they can walk right now, right? Because we tend to say always what they cannot do, and they don't really make the difference, right? It's, you know, don't run. They don't hear do not run. They just hear run. <laughs> so let them know, use your walking feet so they will hear walking, right? And, and keep it short and, and, and sweet and to the point, but let them know what they can do. And then when I say about the environment, it's also, you know, if you find yourself often saying, no, don't touch this um, or, or don't go there and you're, you're feeling stressed about what they're getting into, rethink the environment, change it a little bit, you know, adapt it so that your child can explore safely in, in the home or in the environment um, you are in, because that will take a lot of stress off of you to be able to know that you have created an environment that is safe for them to explore and you don't have to constantly be behind them because they're going to get themselves into you know, a situation they can't. And, and as, I'm, as I'm sharing this, I'm reminded of when my son was, was um, still just crawling. I remember he loved to get inside the cupboards in the kitchen and, you know, as silly as that can be, it, it, you know, it was perfectly safe because I had seen that that was an interest. So I only put uh, kind of light, you know, metal bowls and things that he could easily take out and get in. And he was just so happy to be able to do that. And, you know, I knew that this was temporary. They, you know, he's, he's moved on. He's not doing that anymore. And, and it was just a way for him to, to explore. And he would, you know, put the, put everything back. And, and I just modified the environment for, for a very short amount of time so that he could safely explore. So, I invite you to look at your environment, look at where your stressors are so that you can modify it a little bit for just a short amount of time because they will not be in that phase, you know, their, their entire life in your home. Then the other one is to follow through and to, this is, this goes in hand with, you know, deciding ahead of time is really this notion of if you're going to say you're going to do something please follow through because this is part also of your child feeling uh, that they can trust you, right? If you're, if you say you're going to read a book after the bath or you're going to go to the park after lunch or things like that, follow through, 
don't, you know, say, oh, well, uh, no, we can't, we don't have time or, I mean, unless of course there, there is no time, but you said ahead of time, you know, if it's within a time frame. But here, what I'm trying to say is that when you say you're going to do something, so like that example about driving, follow through with your actions because you have to, you know, they need to know that they can count on you. They need to know that you keep your word. So that is really important to to follow through with what you said you would do ahead of time. The next one is to encourage effort and progress and avoid the good job. And this, I say good job in quotation marks because we hear it a lot. I think we we say it naturally because we want to cheer on our children and, and such. But when we praise and overpraise our children, we are unfortunately creating reward junkies. And this is not something that um, is very positive in the sense that we really want to help our children have intrinsic values, that they're doing things because it feels good to do good things. They're not doing it because they're going to get a, a sticker or a prize or a good job or a high five. They're doing it because it just feels good to be good. And so here it's really about encouraging that that effort, right? The progress of if they, you know, maybe help you with the, the groceries, bringing them in, as opposed to just saying, good job, you can say, oh my gosh, that looks really heavy and you were able to carry it in. Thank you. That is so much more meaningful than um, that good job. So be thinking about that, be aware of that. And, and I promise you that now that you are aware, you will hear it a lot more and, um, and you'll see how, you know, how that, uh, that resonates with you. And do, do let me know how that resonates with you. The other one, and this is an important one, is this notion of creating a positive, and I emphasize the word positive, a positive timeout. Using timeouts as a punitive method is really not beneficial to the child, to the developing personality, to their self-esteem and their self-confidence. When a child has made a mistake, has uh, quote-unquote misbehaved, and they are put in a timeout because they've been, you know, quote unquote, bad, is really not helpful. It, it, just, it just shames them into, into feeling like, you know, they're a bad person. And that's really not of the purpose of discipline, uh, at least not positive discipline. So here I invite you to have a conversation with your child about you know, sometimes the, the, there's behaviors or they, they lash out to one of their siblings and such and have them identify where they feel those emotions in their body. Where, where because, you know, we, we, our body often will let us know, will give us some warnings about we're, we're about to get upset or we're feeling upset. So have them identify where they're they're feeling upset, and then offer them a place 
to go calm down or to really feel out those emotions. And that's what I mean about creating a positive timeout. And this should be a place that you create together, and together here is is important, that they get to name whatever they want to call it, that it is never used as a punitive uh, place, that it's not, you know, go to your... uh, your your positive timeout place uh, because you're you're misbehaving. No, it's more about are you feeling like you need to uh, you know calm down? Do you would you like to go to your you know I don't know free free zone or you know whatever whatever they call it uh, that is is going to help them self regulate and it's going to help them have that intelligence around their emotion, emotional intelligence. I know I have, you know, when I'm feeling a bit stressed out or upset about something, or I've, you know, I've had an uneasy conversation, or maybe I'm about to have, um, you know, a hard conversation, I usually go outside. I need to, to, to be out in the fresh air. I need to be, you know, put my feet on uh, on the earth. And that's, that's my positive timeout place. But, um, you know, at night, it could be just a my nice chair in the living room. So whatever that might be for them, I think is important to create and also create one for yourself, because we need one too. So that is about creating a positive timeout space together. And then the other thing that we can do together, again, is this idea of creating routines. And this is for those moments in the day that seem to be problematic. I know personally, I used this um, tool, this technique uh, a while back when my son was just starting school and we had a really, really hard time getting out the door in the morning. And so I sat down with him. We brainstormed about everything that needed to happen. We wrote it down, and then the routine became the boss. I no longer needed to remind or nag or, or you know, get upset that things weren't getting done. And the beauty with that is that the way that we did it, we um, had all these colorful post-its and he just put one, you know, one task on each post-it and I would see him some mornings, he would move them around. And that didn't really matter because as long as we were out the door on time, fed, uh, you know, dressed and ready to go, then it, it was fine. And it really alleviated all the stress and just starting the day, you know, on on a bad note because we're we're all upset and 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 stressed out, and that works beautifully. And if you're doing it with younger children, you can take photos. You can you know you can be really creative about how you create that routine chart, and that is um, another wonderful tool of positive discipline. And then the last one that I will share today is the one about taking time for training. And this goes both for us, the adults, and for our children, meaning that we cannot expect our children to know how to do certain things without a bit of training, without a bit of guidance. And it's the same for us. We as parents or as educators 
we need to constant training of of you know, understanding different developmental stages, different uh, behavior, different activities, and so forth. Just like the the challenge that I've been running this week, for me, that is a sort of training. And I've had, it's been wonderful because I've had some parents who have done it three times. This is the third time I run it. And they say it's a wonderful refresher because it is, you know, the, the the training that we need sometimes and the reminders that we need to be able to be the best parent we can be. We, we you know, as parents, we don't have an instruction manual other than our own childhood uh, unless you are, you know, a child psychologist or an educator. And even, even there, and as if you've heard with some of my guests on the podcast, you know, we're still sometimes baffled by by the emotions that we feel or by the behavior that our child has and such. And so I think we're always in this mode of of training, of learning, of wanting to to gain knowledge of how we can be the best um, guide to our children. So hopefully that was helpful. Those were the first nine uh, tips that I've been sharing this week, and I will do a follow-up episode next week and, and share the rest of them. And uh, I'd let me know, you know, let me know whether it's on Instagram, I'm at uh, Jeanne-Marie Penel, or if you just want to um, send me an email or, you know, contact me on my website, I would love to know what your questions are, what are your challenges. I am here for you. I, I am here to support parents who, you know, want to parent with more ease and joy, with with loving kindness um, and firmness. So I'm signing off today, hoping for you to have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening to The Art of Parenting, and I will see you next time. Have you been searching for the owner's manual to your child, or did you just misplace it? Are you tired of trying to figure out this whole parenting puzzle, not knowing what to do when it comes to tantrums, hitting or biting, sibling rivalry, potty training, proper sleep habits, or just plain wanting a better relationship with your child? You know, I've been at this for a while now and wanted to share my own parenting manual. It's called The Parenting School, and I've created it with you in mind. Give your child and yourself the gift of mindful parenting in just a few short weeks and discover all the tools you'll ever need to parent without losing your patience, giving in, or worrying that you're messing up. If you're yearning to be more patient and present with your child while finding balance in your own life, then you already know that you need effective parenting tools and ongoing support. You know you weren't meant to be raising children alone. And you probably already know that having the right parenting tools during moments of conflict is the key to staying grounded, responding with empathy, and strengthening your parent-child relationship. You've probably sensed that you'd be a more confident parent if you had a like-minded community supporting and encouraging you. Your skills have gotten you this far, but most days you still feel like you're making it up as you go. So here's what I've got for you. 
reliable parenting principles that will allow you to finally set boundaries you can confidently uphold, communicate effectively with your child, declutter your home to enhance your child's independence, learning, and family harmony, and find more time to do the things you love. This is what the parenting school is all about. During this digital parenting course, you'll get weekly modules with lessons focused on key areas to get you where you want to be. These modules come packed full of video tutorials, journal prompts, actionable activities, expert interviews, and more, as well as weekly Lifeline group mentoring calls where I answer your questions personally, plus a virtual village with like-minded parents supporting each other during this deep dive parenting intensive. I'll also include some extra special bonuses to keep you inspired and motivated along the way. So if this sounds too good to be true and you're ready to up-level your parenting skills as well as your family's well-being, head on over to The Parenting School at voilamontessori.com slash TPS dash enroll. That's TPS for The Parenting School dash enroll. To learn more about the, all the benefits of this fabulous interactive digital course I've created just for you. And by the way, I've also added the link in the show notes for you. Looking forward to supporting you and your family. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Art of Parenting. And if you did, please make sure to share it with your loved ones. And do come share your takeaways in our private Facebook community. I'd also be grateful for a review on iTunes so it can get heard by many more. And remember, if you've got a question, let me know. I'm here for you. Till next time.